Hello and welcome. This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I am one of two news directors here. I am JD Layden. I'm joined in studio by my co-host. Emily Moshak. As well as our very special interview guest. It's a full house. We've got Night Champ in here. Hello. 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 Local Fort Collins <laughs> band. Would you guys mind introducing yourselves for our listeners? <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm Jake. I play rhythm guitar. I'm Colin. I play other guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sheridan, and I'm the vocalist. And I'm Jordan, and I play the drums. And our uh, our bassist, Derek, could not be here with us, so we want to say his name as many times as possible. Derek, right. Derek, Derek, Derek. Derek is here. Yeah. I was wondering. I saw him in the picture, and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, did one of the members like yeah. leave in the past week? No. I, was just, I, know, I was like, Busy oh. working guy. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. So glad to have you. Yeah, thanks for having so, you. Can you give us a little history of Night Champ? How did you guys get started? Um, Jake and I used to be in a band together called Marty and the Dads, and uh, Jordan and I used to play in a band together called Sweetly, and uh, both of those bands kind of fell apart around the same time, and so we kind of combined the leftover pieces of those two bands and added Sheridan and Derek and uh, became Night Champ. Yeah. Yeah. Glorious yeah. night champ. Yeah. <laughs> was it a hard transition moving from a different band or is it kind of the same style, just flowed? Yeah, it was pretty pretty easy uh, transition. Uh, I like this band a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, this is my first band, so it was easy for me. <laughs> and we're all best friends, so yeah. that, that's pretty oh, That was pretty easy. Yeah. You can tell. Well. It's true, <laughs> listeners. We like each other. They do. <laughs> Now, how exactly would you describe your style of music? You sort of, uh, on your Facebook page, you describe it as indie, surf, hillbilly, band. What, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> I forget that the word hillbilly is in there. I think it's just because of one song, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one hillbilly track. Yeah, right, yeah. right. You gotta, get, you gotta yeah. get a little country on sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, we are uh, pioneers of a new genre of music called... Friendcore. That's, yes. That's our new thing. Yes. That's yeah. our thing. What um, is Friendcore? It's just like we're we are friends first. Like we said, we're we're all best friends, and then we happen to also make music. So we just kind of make whatever kind of music we can make. Just and fun. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly just about hardcore fun. Yeah, getting mm-hmm. hardcore. Fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I having like a that. good time. Yeah, so. very awesome. Very it's, cool. You know, it's all just kind of rock music, but it's just kind of whatever rock music we're capable of putting out that day yeah mm-hmm. whatever happens at practice yeah <laughs> so your music is definitely heavily reliant on your personal relationship with each other and yeah. past experiences and things like that yeah definitely. i'd say so yeah That's yeah awesome. definitely and i feel like there's a lot of like dreamy aspects to it i feel like yeah we, definitely we, we've been going into that a lot lately and then it, it builds a lot so a lot of our new songs that aren't on the ep it's like kind of start slow and then they build up and and really really rock and roll style very nice. What would you consider your favorite song off your EP? Ooh. Um, hard Stop? Probably Hard Stop. Yeah, like, Hard Stop. Oh, I really love Lauren, though. Lauren, that one yeah, turned out so Lauren. beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. That's so exciting. I'm changing my answer. It's Lauren. <laughs> Lauren, yeah. And if listeners wanted to check out these songs, where can they find your EP? Everywhere. It's We put it on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify would probably be the easiest way. You can just search Night Champ. The name of the EP is Night Champ, too, so uh, we <laughs> thought we make easy. it easy. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. So easy piece. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, something called Deezer. I don't know. We, we put it all over the place. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. We have a Bandcamp. SoundCloud. 
Oh, sure, awesome. say that. Uh, I don't, do we have a SoundCloud? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Group Hug put it on there. Yeah, oh. thanks to Group Hug. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Group Hug's a music label out of Denver that uh, helped us release our EP digitally. So they put it on their band camp and then released it on ours and kind of did a lot of promotion for us, which was awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Can you di- dive into how you made the EP a little bit more? Like, what was the inspiration or story behind some of the songs, instrumentation? Yeah. Um... Hard Stop was our pretty much our very first song that we wrote kind of together. Um, and it was originally just a little a little guitar part I had from Marty and the, Marty and the Dads, the old band. Um, but we never really worked it through all the way. And so I kind of transferred over this one. And it, when Colin and Jordan were coming over to band practice, I was like, I need to finish this song. So I just wrote some kind of ridiculous lyrics to it and just put it all together really quickly and then... When we got all five of us together, it kind of like came together really well. Mm-hmm. Sheridan kind of made the lyrics a lot better, and so <laughs> <laughs> made, made them her own. Yeah, made them her own, and it was it was great. Yeah, yeah, I kind of see it as like a song about modern relationships. Is what it reminds me of. Of you know, kind of like speed dating and hard stops. You know, it's like okay, that was fun. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we put that out um, on the. Uh, group Hug, they release a compilation every year of just um, a lot of bands that they like and work with. So we put Hard Stop out as a single and that we just recorded in our practice room ourselves. And then um, our buddy Colin Ingram uh, hit us up about recording a few more songs at his studio in the Band Cave in Denver. Um, so we didn't really, you know, we started the band and we weren't really planning on making a record or doing anything like that. We were just kind of trying to have fun, but he hit us up about recording and gave us a friendly deal, and so we were, um, we had to pick some songs to lay down, but we were uh, glad that he reached out to us because it turned out really well, and he did a really good job. Yeah, it was a great weekend, too, spending in Denver recording songs. Yeah, in the studio for, like, 12 hours straight yeah we were just like at each other's sites the whole weekend it was awesome oh my gosh that's awesome what is kind of the process like with five of you in the band writing a song like is every song like all five of you or do you kind of each bring a song to the table or how does it work uh it's it's pretty collaborative it's pretty democratic it usually kind of starts with you know a musical thought from one of us you know um whether it's guitars or bass or something like that and then we just kind of build on it you know we just kind of start jamming and i don't know how do you how do you come up with lyrics i don't know i just start singing well you know just listening (laughs) to them jam for a bit and then um things just come to my brain (laughs) (laughs) i yell them out in the microphone i guess i feel like when we started that the a lot of the songs in the ep were songs that we kind of had before and then we kind of worked through them as a band um, but now lately we've been writing songs that just like totally, totally natural, come natural to us in, yeah. in, our, in our band room. Just like somebody will start and then we'll just add on to it and mm-hmm. kind of work with it. Yeah, from I there. feel like that's how uh, Far Out happened was mm-hmm. uh, just all of us kind of organically in band practice and just started going with it and found a structure and made a song. Yeah. Where would you guys sort of see the, uh, the the future of Night Champ? What's the future of Friend Core? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. We haven't uh, really thought about it a heck of a lot. I think our, you know, as always, our main focus is just to have fun. Um, I think that you know we love playing shows, 
and I think that's a big focus for us is just trying to play as many shows as we can. Yeah, we want to go on tour eventually. Um, we don't know when or where or <laughs> anything like that right now. Oh, wow. um, yeah, but um, yeah, maybe record an album sometime down the road. But right now, I think we're just going to keep this train rolling with the EP and just keep kind of promoting it through shows and stuff like that. Very cool, very cool. Well, I'm sure people would love to see some live shows in the future. That would be something really yeah, awesome. Definitely. I know. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Yeah. Anything else you would like to share or say about your new EP or the band? Pinball uh, Jones on the 19th. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. Pinball Jones on the 19th, and we're on Facebook and Instagram, so we always post our dates there. So if anyone wants to check it out, they can find us there. And... Um, our bassist Derek is having a baby soon, so we oh, want to say congratulations to him Derek. and his wife That's Ontaria, awesome. and that we love him so much. So oh. much. Aw, well that is awesome. Well thank you so much for being on the show. It was yeah. a pleasure to just get a little insight behind your album. And to our listeners who think this sounds pretty great, you can check out Night Champ on pretty much everything. Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, right? Deezer. <laughs> Deezer. <laughs> Deezer. That's, that's my go-to music. Yeah, yeah there we go. Deezer. There we go. So if you are in need of some friend core, you know that Night Champ is where it's at. Thank you so much for being here, guys. It was yeah, a pleasure. Thank Thanks, guys. Thank you. And keep that dial locked because we've got more local news coming up next on the Rocky Mountain Review. Only here on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I am one of two news directors here at 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm J.D. Leighton. I'm joined in studio by my co-hostess with the mostest, Emily Moshek. As well as our reporters are here now. Katie Otter. And Ren Wadsworth. There's also a music director here, but she's lurking in the corner. Hello. <laughs> Monty Daniel. And she will actually be here later. I didn't know you were going to say her name. I thought you just went back away. Get back to the corner. Yeah, back in the corner, Monty. <laughs> but anyway, there's a reason Monty's here, and it's that she's going to be talking about a controversy in the musical world. So you got to stay tuned for that. It'll be coming on at about 4.30. But right now, Kitty Otter's going to deliver, deliver, deliver your daily dose of local news only here on the Rocky Mountain Review. <clears throat> That's right. I'm Katie Otter with your local news. The Rocky Mountain Raptor Program, which is a team dedicated to rescuing and rehabilitating birds of prey, has admitted a record amount of birds at 338, reports Charlotte Lang for the Collegian. The program has been around for 31 years and has 20 members of staff, 10 to 15 interns, as well as 100 to 120 volunteers. The previous record year was 2009, when the program took in 332. The executive director, Karen Avila, says that populations of raptors in Colorado are doing well overall and that population sizes depend on natural influences like prey base and storms. Another component that affects raptor population is the human population. The steady increase of people moving to Colorado within the past decade contributes to the human-slash-wildlife conflict. Since the program focuses on rehabilitation, research, and education, Avila says that the program is in the process of opening a center where all three areas can be worked on. Burning wood outside in the city of Fort Collins will no longer be considered a criminal act, reports Samantha Yee of the Collegian. Fort Collins City Council moved to adopt two new ordinances that will make it easier to enforce smoke impact 
of residential wood-burning fires, mostly in outdoor fire pits. The main ordinance moves, to, moves the act of burning wood to a civil violation, requires all fires to be 15, away, 15 feet away from the property line, and establishes a 10 p.m. curfew. The city will only take action if they get a complaint about a smoke disturbance. Those complaints will be sent to the city's Environmental Services Department, and first-time violators will receive educational information on public health, the impact that smoke has, and low-smoke burning techniques. The city will also be conducting educational outreach about smoke pollution, as well as providing resources for neighborhood conversations ahead of summer, which sees a lot of wood burning. Last night, a bill was brought before the Associated Students of Colorado State University proposing an allocation of $120,000 to $220,000 of ASCSU's rollover budget to put on a free concert on campus at the end of the spring semester, reports Raven Culler of The Collegian. The motive behind this is to discourage students from participating in the annual Undie Run, where students gather outside of the rec center in May and run a mile around campus in their underwear. The Undie Run began as a charity event to donate clothing, but has evolved into having no real purpose other than coming together to run around campus semi-nude. ASCSU President Tristan Siren wants to clearly communicate his administration's disapproval of the Undie Run, citing the realities of sexual abuse and catcalling that happens during the event. The details of the proposed concert are still currently unclear, but would potentially take place on the day that the Undie Run is scheduled for, or the day after. The Siren administration has plans to meet with Vice President of Student Affairs Blanche Hughes and other campus organizations to discuss the possibility of a concert. Colorado State University is li living up to its nickname of Construction State University as even more construction begins on campus. On Tuesday, a construction fence was put up around Aylesworth Hall as deconstruction begins in order to build Meridian Village, reports Colorado State University's source. Plans to deconstruct Aylesworth and Newsom Halls in order to build the new village is anticipated to be completed in 2025. Both halls were built in the 1950s, and in their place will be Meridian Village, which is a housing and dining construction project for new students. Some of the many goals for Meridian Village include accommodating housing needs for incoming first-year students, allow for greater accommodation for returning students, and a focus on furthering cross-disciplinary academic experiences within the residential experience. Completing the deconstruction of Aylesworth is phase one of the project, with its completion uh, being projected for February of 2022. Work on Newsom Hall will be phase two, hopefully wrapping up by 2025. For KCSU Fort Collins, I'm Katie Otter. I'm bummed out that there's all these new fire regulations. I love having fires. <laughs> Me uh, too. It, it, like, my fire pit is my favorite part of my house. Yeah. And now it's a no-go. Mm. <sighs> I know. That's happened every time I've tried to go camping. There's been a fire ban. Yeah, I've had to tough. sit in the cold. cold. It's tough going camping dark. and not being able to, <laughs> yeah. to build a fire. I've actually never had a camping experience oh, no. with fire. Aw. So I'm also that's bummed. Sad. That makes me sad. Well, yeah. you know what doesn't make me sad, though? is listening to Katie Otter's reporting voice just a little longer because you know what we've got coming up next? I think Katie can give us a little hint. <laughs> At first, I was confused. Um, yeah, coming up next, we have a feature that I did on uh, CBD. 
So keep that dial locked if uh, you want to learn a little bit more about Colorado's growing CBD industry. Only here on 90.5 KCSU for Collins. I'm Katie Otter with 90.5 KCSU for the Rocky Mountain Review. Here to talk to you about CBD, what it is, what its benefits are, as well as have a conversation with expert Chase Knoll, founder of Leaf CBD. CBD, which is short for cannabidiol, is a compound that is found naturally occurring in the cannabis plant. However, it does not produce any psychoactive effects like THC does. People like to use CBD to treat things like anxiety and inflammatory pain. And the fact that it doesn't get you high is another big draw. According to Project CBD, CBD is a safe, non-addictive substance that gives cannabis its therapeutic effects. Although closely related to THC, it does not make the user feel any euphoric or high feelings. Although legal in 10 states and Washington, D.C., cannabis remains largely illegal throughout the United States. However, CBD is in a bit of a legal gray area at the moment because of the lack of psychoactive effects. In most states, CBD can be bought over the counter and even infused to your favorite coffee drink. Since it doesn't need heat to be activated like THC does, there are many ways to ingest CBD, including, but not limited to, smoking it, putting it in your food or drink, or even in topical lotions. In order to learn a little bit more about CBD, I had a conversation with my friend and CBD expert, Chase Knoll. So keep listening, and maybe you'll learn something too. I'm sitting here with Mr. Chase Knoll, who I have had the pleasure of knowing for the past few years, and who also happens to be an expert on CBD. Chase, thank you for being here today. Good to be here. You are a CSU alum. That is correct, yeah. I uh, went to uh, the College of Business. I studied marketing and supply chain management. So I started 2013, and uh, I had four and a half years, so a little victory lap. It sounds like uh, that your victory lap is paying off. You are the founder of Leaf CBD. That is correct, yeah. No, I, uh, I founded Leaf CBD maybe a year and a half ago now. I'm, uh, I was a big consumer of various marijuana products uh, and I appreciate Colorado's standard for quality that you know hasn't really reached the rest of the country yet. And um, I saw that CBD was kind of in the legal gray area mm-hmm. and uh, I, yeah, just, I jumped on. I saw that you know the companies that existed were kind of taking advantage of customers price and quality wise. And I knew exactly where I could jump in and um, you know, deliver a high quality product at a much better price. And yeah, there you go. It sounds like you definitely jumped into the CBD market at the right time. That you're definitely right. Uh, I mean, I mean, like the earlier the better in any sort of new booming market. But uh, I started mine out of my apartment. Fortunately, it was a year and a half, two years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So I've, I have I've had enough time to launch off and uh, establish myself in an actual commercial location. How would you say your competition is? There are, there's probably another, so what we specialize in is we make uh, marijuana style products, you know, for marijuana connoisseurs that 
are, you know, are can't hemp derived, so they're like high in other cannabinoids. Uh, I personally, you know, like a lot of people, love to smoke weed, but I'm not a big fan of the the groggy effects marijuana mm-hmm. has on me. And if like I, I love the ceremony of smoking, but the longer you do it, like the more it kind of cripples your day. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to have something that. I could, you know, enjoy smoking, but not have to feel like I'm smoking my college days away and like my education. And um, I'm sure a lot of people listening have experienced smoking too much marijuana and feeling anxious or mm-hmm. paranoid. And uh, that's just something that, you know, eventually I got tired of and thought, hey, you know, maybe with with the like new and upcoming industry and all the new research coming out about cannabinoids and how they can benefit people uh let's try to throw together some concoctions and see how they do on the market oh that's awesome that kind of touches on what my next question was going to be which was where did your passion from this all stem well i appreciate that it's hard i don't know to say you're passionate about marijuana just kind of labels you as a stoner uh, but I'd like to think that, like, throughout my years of being a consumer, I've I've, t- I've always taken it to the next level as far as, like, science goes and, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, being ahead of the curve on ways to consume cool. and, like, how you can, like, most healthily source your, your medicine or whatever you'd like to refer to marijuana as. Um, and so... When, and I always wanted to turn that passion into something monetary, but uh, in Colorado, it takes a lot of money to get licensing and buildings and all that stuff. Uh, and so when I saw that I there was a place for me to apply my background, I yeah, jumped on. And um, how it all started was uh, I, I frequented a shop in town called Kind Creations. They, were, they had just started selling CBD products, and I walked in there and I saw that yeah, it's really expensive. So I, my, I was able to. The, the owner's like, "Hey, jump on. You should start selling your products here." Because I had like put together some things myself using, uh, like strain specific terpene isolates with high quality CBD. And when, so I, I went in there and I was dropping off products for his personal use. I kept going in and giving him pens for free. And then he's like, "Well, why don't you just put this on my shelves and like we'll get something going?" And then I said wow, all right, well, I guess this is it. Like, let's start a brand up. And I decided Leaf was a good name. Which And Leaf, spelled L-I-E-F, uh, comes from two different roots. One is kind of like a, uh, it's a shortening for like B-leaf or like relief. Uh, and it's also a play on words like leaf is, you know, like when you think of leaf, it's like a plant, you mm-hmm. know, and it can, cannabinoids. Uh, CBD and other cannabinoids are derived from hemp. You know, that kind of fell into place and then i actually later found out that leaf means love in afrikaans um passionate about all things cannabinoids and i i uh would put money anyone can quote me on this uh five ten years from now we're all gonna like our medicine cabinets will be completely different and we'll have like a a spectrum of cannabinoids that are tailored to like our specific issues and as more and more research comes out uh to what cannabinoids uh help uh, certain ailments, um, you know, people will start bringing in more to their, bringing it into their regimen more. So can you uh, explain a little bit what cannabinoids are and how they're beneficial for humans? Yeah, so um, everyone talks about how the CBD market is booming, uh, and as it is, but people should look at CBD and expand their horizon to the overall 
spectrum of cannabinoids that human can, humans can consume. Um, so CBD is uh, short for cannabinoid, but uh, that's just one of the cannabinoids that uh, hemp and marijuana produces that can benefit uh, our health. So there's CBD, but then there's also CBN, CBG, CBC, CBDA, um, THC, THCA, THCV, um, and these are all, um, they're all considered cannabinoids and, uh, our bodies are wired. Um, they, we have, a, we have something called an endocannabinoid system and that's kind of a wiring that extends through our entire body and like through our, you know, our limbs and into our brain and the endocannabinoid system is still being researched because unfortunately with the prohibition and, um, some hefty, uh, laws that should not exist right now um mm. the research into this has been halted um however uh cannab- like the endocannabinoid system it regulates pain it, ha- it has to do with your uh your mood uh anxiety levels uh how you sleep so cbd is what everyone is talking about and using right now and some people use cbd for sleep and some people use cbd for anxiety anxiety is a huge one um but Another one is CBG, and CBG is a a very big anti-inflammatory. And there's people who haven't found benefits from CBD, but when they try something with CBG in it, they notice like a black and white difference. So when people are going to try CBD products, they should look for things that have other cannabinoids in them because if you tried CBD and it didn't work for you, lucky for you, there's several other cannabinoids that probably will work for you. So while we, like while our brand is Leaf CBD, uh, we kind of consider ourselves Leaf cannabinoids because we like to facilitate all possible cannabinoids. So we have products that have CBG, CBC, uh, CBN, and THC, and like when all of these cannabinoids are working uh, together, it's called the entourage effect. Uh, and the entourage effect is um, it's just it's that's like why medical marijuana uh, and like full spectrum CBD oil have been causing miracles, like in mm. in the health industry. I had no idea that there's so many different forms of cannabinoids, and it's super cool to know that there's alternatives out there to pharmaceutical pills absolutely so um if anyone did want to try cbd or if anyone had tried cbd and it didn't work for them yet i'd highly recommend uh looking into other cannabinoids um and a couple years from now people will be it'll just be a lot more mainstream to be consuming like these why things but this is kind of new age right now and not everyone's picked up on it but if you're tuning in today Lucky for you, you got a little information that could seriously benefit your day-to-day life. In case anyone listening wants to learn more about your product, where can they find your stuff? Uh, so we sell in a couple shops around town. Um, if they did want to find our product, in Fort Collins, we're in Vape, Colorado, uh, which is a shop right next to uh, King Supers off of college. Um, we also have a website. You could always message us on Instagram. Uh, or they could always visit us uh, at cbdleaf.com. But if they message us on Instagram, uh, we have several people running the Instagram, and we'll always get back to you within a few hours. And we're happy to answer any questions if you did want to ask. Thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to talk to us about CBD and all the benefits. Absolutely, Katie. It was a pleasure being here. And I guess my parting note would be, regardless if you want to try cannabinoid products from my company or any other company, I 
highly encourage you bring cannabinoids into your life and your daily regimen. And when you are, make sure that you're consuming CBD that comes from reputable brands that get third-party lab testing and care about their end consumer. Thank you again to Chase Snow for sharing all that CBD knowledge with us. And who knows, maybe we'll all have some kind of cannabinoid in our medicine cabinet one day soon. For 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins, I'm Katie Otter with the Rocky Mountain Review. And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I am one of two news directors here at 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I am J.D. Layton. I'm joined in studio by my co-host. Emily Mashak. As well as our reporters. Ren Wadsworth. Uh, Katie Otter. Monty Daniel? Am I? No, no. you're not what one of I our doing? reporters. We're you're our music director. You, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't frequent this space often. This is true, but... You've come bringing us not only some music news, but some music controversial news. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what is going on in yeah. the music world, Monty? <laughs> um, so last Tuesday, uh, Mac DeMarco, he like put out the statement. Wait, who is Mac DeMarco, Mac, for those who don't know? Yeah, so Mac DeMarco, he's um, this, I don't know how to describe him. He kind of does like sad boy <laughs> music. I don't know, kind of just chill music. He's like an indie artist. Um, and he put out a statement saying that he's releasing an album um, called Here Comes the Cowboy. Um, doesn't seem too terribly controversial at first, right? Just wait. <laughs> um, so he released the single off the album called Nobody, um, which might sound familiar to some people listening um, because Mitski, um, who's another artist, uh, she's a American-Japanese artist um, who released an album last year called Be the Cowboy, also with a single called Nobody on it. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> um, so there's been this big, huge controversy over it, especially because they have the same PR representative. Um, so it's just like a very strange thing that like happened. Um, Mitski fans have been really, really upset, thinking that like DeMarco ripped off Mitski, or since he is like a bigger artist, he's like overshadowing her release or taking away from her art or her message. But then DeMarco fans, on the other hand, have been saying that like he's worked on this album for a while and that he didn't mean any harm or anything. Um, yeah. And then DeMarco said to Pitchfork, uh, this is my cowboy record. Uh, cow he said that cowboy is a term of endearment to me. I use it often when referring to people in my life. When I grew up, there are many people that sincerely wear cowboy hats do cowboy things these aren't the people i'm referring to and then he also said that he's never listened to mitski's album and he only learned about her album and song title after determining in his own album title and single um even though like mitski's album was really really big last year i mean she had like a whole like sold out tour because of the album she had you know just like a bunch of success with this album so it wasn't like this like underground kind of deal it was like a very well-known thing um, but Mitski doesn't seem too angry about it. I mean, she tweeted, she said, I'm 100% sure Mac and I just went fishing in the same part of the collective unconscious. What's wild is that we have the same PR, like I said earlier. Um, and she said, so I love 
my personal conspiracy theory that she heard the album and track titles but kept quiet thinking maybe some Mac fans will mistakenly find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. I wonder, Has their PR person said anything about it? Um, personally, the PR person hasn't said anything. Other, yeah, other than saying, like, <laughs> this is what Mac said. Like, Mac hasn't heard, you know, Mitski stuff, but hasn't said anything on the Mitski side. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Now, it seems like it's not really between Mitski and Mac DeMarco no. is where the controversy stems from. It's mostly their fans, and it's mostly Mitski's fans, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it seems like Mitski's fans are the ones that are getting pretty heated they're, about it. They're pretty it. up in arms. Like, I'm just going through and reading some of these tweets, and they're they're pretty rowdy. Like, yeah. uh, like here here's one from uh, uh, one of Mitski's fans. It's like, Mitski, this is a concept unreachable to men in the sense that I'm an Asian woman, and it symbolizes what American society views as being admirable, primarily using white men in classic westerns as a metaphor to something I cannot be seen as. And it's like Mac DeMarco. I call my friends cowboy. Yeah, and that's <laughs> where like, a lot of Mitski fans are being like, you know... Why did Mac do this? Like I feel he, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like cowboy is like not that uncommon of a term. No, it's not. Especially this last year. I mean, there was kind of the whole like yeehaw phase, you know, with like Casey Musgraves, yeah. and then there was like the yodel kid, you yeah. know. Yeah, it was, it was a cowboy year. Yeah, it really was. This is well, a flair of western. Do the songs even sound similar? No, um, no, not at all. Like Mac DeMarco's very just like laid back. He's very just like calm, subdued, and then Mitski's um, album, Mitski's song, Nobody is like disco inspired right. and like very kind of upbeat uh, I do have both of the songs oh you do oh, wow if well you like yes. I would love to listen I think we to need to a test it ourselves just so we can know see what's up although I, I agree there's a difference between having like the same song title because there's a lot of well nobody i wouldn't worry about that yeah i agree yeah, a lot of artists have well, like, that's just a pretty yeah. normal word and the same <laughs> albums May I just throw in a comment real quick on the topic of a lot of songs having the same song title. I literally one time made a Spotify playlist with all of the different songs I have called Trouble. Yeah. Wow. So many different songs are titled Trouble. That is true. So there's a little... I agree. I think, too, like, even though Mitski has had a big year, I feel like... Like, I didn't know that much about her, so I could yeah. see him not having heard of her. Whereas if, like, I don't know, Kanye yeah. West. <laughs> Especially because they're in different, kind of like different genres, too. Yeah. yeah. So it does make sense, but it also is weird that they have the same PR representative right. and he still, like, didn't hear of her. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, I feel like the PR representative is what's up. Yeah, I, yeah they, I feel like it was they just could one have of prevented those. all of this, I really. Know. <laughs> I know. Oops, I'm feeling lazy. And they're not saying it now. Like, Relate to the public, because <laughs> fans are tweeting. All right, so we're going to give a quick listen to uh, uh, Mac DeMarco's Nobody, and then we'll listen to Mitski, and then we'll come back with our final opinions and wrap up the matter and end the controversy, because that's what <laughs> we do the at the Rocky Mountain <laughs> Bring Review. Bring people together. But if in the Take meantime you want to add your own little uh, uh, note to this musical endeavor, you could call or text into 970-491-5278. That is 970-491-5278. So let's give this track a listen. All right. This is Mac. Mac DeMarco. Yeah, this is Mac DeMarco's Nobody. From Here Comes the Cowboy? From Here Comes the Cowboy, yes. From Here Comes the Cowboy. (laughs) 
Listen to the Mitski one just to see the difference between the two to end this controversy once and for all. My God, I'm so lonely, so I open the window to hear sounds of people, to hear sounds of people. Venus planet of was destroyed by global warming did its people want too much too did its people want too much and I don't want your pity I just want somebody near me guess I'm a coward I just want to feel Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. That's a bop, that Mitski yeah, it, uh, version. It's definitely more upbeat and literally nothing like the Mac DeMarco they're song. So no, they're at all. The words aren't the same. The so genre different. isn't the same. That's what, if they had this, the thing I've been thinking about is because one of the reasons Mitski fans are angry is because they feel like he's stealing the message of her right. cowboy statement. I'd feel like that'd have more validity if his song was, like, the same kind of message. Yeah. But they're totally unrelated. Yeah, they don't sound the same at all. Like, hers is very upbeat, like, disco-inspired, and then his is just, like, very, just, like, calm, you Yeah, know? I don't know what his is about, but hers is, like, about, like, not... Oh, it's so hard to explain. Yeah, hers is kind of just about, like, not fitting into, like, the stereotype. The norms, yeah. Yeah, and, like all these different things and her just like wanting to fit in but also like wanting to be alone and like this weird dichotomy right. that she's like having you know which it doesn't sound like his is no it, do- no it doesn't sound like his is very much like I don't, I don't know i haven't done as much research on his but his definitely doesn't seem like it's addressing anything that extreme that yeah <laughs> I, I believe mac demarcos is just about like uh like his friends and the people he like looked up to yeah that's basically what he was saying this whole like his whole like album basically he's like i call my friends cowboy and like yeah i think honestly this will end up being pretty good for both of them 
Yeah, I like really want to see them like go on tour. More. Maybe that's why the PR agent hasn't <laughs> uh-huh. said anything. Ooh, all true. Maybe the story up. will you're progress to something. Yeah, because everyone gets like that. Are meant to be that. featured together, Ooh. and you're supposed to play nobody one, then nobody two, and it's <gasps> or, a joint album or at secret the same collab. Time, and it's like oh. a secret message. Yeah, it's like playing stairway <laughs> having backwards. Yeah. <laughs> like, you learn a lot when you do that. You do. You do. All righty. Well, fans, if you have any opinion on this. Controversy. Hashtag controversy. We ended the controversy. The controversy is done. Hashtag no more controversy. Give us a call or send us a text at 970-491-5278. Absolutely. Now, uh, Ren, I believe you have some uh, national news for us to keep us updated and in the I loop do, on what's I going do, on in the U.S. of A. Yeah. So I'm Ren Wadsworth, and this is your national news. Patrick Marley and Molly Beck from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reports the U.S. Chamber of Commerce won't won't pour money into this year's state Supreme Court race, creating new challenges for the conservative candidate Brian Hagdorn. In the past, the national organization recently or regularly funneled money to support conservative candidates in court races, but however, according to three sources, that will not be the case this year. The Chamber of Commerce's reason for drawing away from the campaign is recent reports about Hagdorn founding a school that can ban teachers and students in gay relationships and giving paid speeches to a legal organization that has argued in favor of anti-sodomy laws. They aren't the only ones to stay out of the race either. The Wisconsin Realtors Association withdrew their endorsement of Hagdorn and asked him to return the $18,000 donation given to him. However, Hagdorn, Hagdorn's campaign advisor, Stephen Thompson, downplayed the significance of the spread the spending plans by outside groups by stating the Hagdorn campaign is less concerned with Washington interests and more concerned with Wisconsin voters. Clearly, liberal groups want to take over the court to accomplish their political agenda, but we're confident voters prefer a justice who stands by the rule of law. Kate Riga of TPM reports about Vice President Mike Pence's insistence for the voting on the national emergency to continue. In light of Democratic House's resolution to block the president's con- controversial declaration being decided in the Senate, Pence urged senators to vote in favor of President Trump's national emergency by saying senators needed to put politics aside and vote for the national emergency. Pence stated, Today, We call on every member of Congress to stand up for border security, stop playing politics with the security of the American people, and stand with President Trump for a stronger and safer America, he said to a raucous applause on Friday. Even despite the signs of growing dissent within GOP ranks, Pence continues to ask for support for President Trump's national crisis. Riga states that the GOP-led Senate seems unlikely to acquiesce to Pence's wish, as more reports surface that a a sufficient number of Republicans are willing to block President Donald Trump's unadulterated move in what would be a thoroughly embarrassing episode for the administration. Things are getting hairy in the political world, but that doesn't mean they aren't getting hairy elsewhere, too. Four Canadian wolves were airdropped into Lake Superior Isle, Royal National Park in Michigan. Not the way I'd like to visit the park, but I'm sure airfare was fairly cheap. Stephen Soros from Fox News reports the reason for these wolves to be introduced into the park was both an effort to keep rebuilding the dwindling wolf population and help control the moose population, which is estimated to be near 1,500. If the moose population is not kept in check, it leads to overpopulation and undervegetation due to the moose eating the island trees and shrubs. The arrival of the Canadian wolf boosted the park's wolf total to eight, four males and four females, including the last two survivors of a dwindling population that had occupied the park for about 70 years. Have you ever thought you had a special talent in naming animals? Well, the National Aviary in Pittsburgh needs your help naming their new rescued pelican. 
The Atlanta Journalism Constitution reports the Pelican was rescued after su- suffering a wing industry, a wing injury, excuse me, arriving at the aviary in December from a wild bird rescue center in Florida. She has found a permanent home in Pittsburgh National Aviary, and now the public can do their part and help vote on her name. Some of the names involved are Eloise, or Ellie the Pelly for short, Dee Dee, or Miranda. All these names have significant and some slightly hilarious meanings behind them. You can learn more about the Pelican and vote for her name at tribelive.com. Grab a bowl, Rams, because today is National Cereal Day, and it's also na- and it's also National Sauce Month. If you're feeling daring, you could combine both of these celebrations into one with a tomato sauce and Lucky Charm breakfast. I'm Ren Wadsworth, and this has been your Thursday National News for the Rocky Mountain Review. <laughs> Thank you, Ren. You know, I don't want to try that. Sometimes. <laughs> what are you talking about? It is so good. I eat it every morning. Yeah. Sometimes like you get El- lost in Will the sauce. Will Ferrell on L puts the syrup <laughs> yeah. on his spaghetti. But the sauce is boss. Now, I don't know about y'all, but uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that if people, if the internet finds out that you can name this pelican, you're going to end up with a name like Pelican McPelican Face. It's I like think that. it might be worse than that. I think you can just yeah. well, no. <laughs> I think you can just vote for her name. So hear me out. So uh, uh, the Royal Navy last year was trying to name an Arctic research vessel, and they and the only name that they got for it was Bodie McBoatface. Wow! Like oh, over a million that. votes. Wow! Which is crazy. That's so like how I'm, a bunch of people voted for Harambe for president. Yes. This is terrible. But who plays Luke Skywalker? Oh, Mark Mark Hamill. Hamill. Okay, sorry. I literally was about to say Mark Wahlberg, and I was like, no, not correct. Anyway, <laughs> that happened. He was like, vote for the name of my dog, and they called him Bark Hamill, and he just had to like live with that decision. That's amazing, though. Actually, I would have I would have voted to name the dog Bark Hamill. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh my god. Beautiful. Oh, that warms my heart so much. <laughs> All right. Sometimes there is good news in the world. Mm-hmm. Also, imagine ordering a gray wolf on Amazon and having it being dropped off by a drone. No, because that's pretty much what happened in this park. I was literally thinking about it. I was like, these aren't even American so wolves. These are like from Canada. So they had to import these wolves and then airdrop them into a little island because so... there are so many moose. Wow. So that's kind of... This is an interesting problem that I feel like they didn't expect to have. But lo and behold, they have to live with it. Oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's enough strange rambling on our end. It's yes. everybody's favorite section of the show. The weather. Broke the suspense. You told everybody what it was. I didn't say weather. No, somebody said it. I, no one said I didn't say it. It wasn't me. Well, somebody's disembodied voice came in and, and delivered it. But <laughs> it was the, the weather. Ghost. I'm going to take off my reporting hat and put on my meteorological hat and give you guys the spiel that you've always wanted to hear. It's the weather. Yay. So it's, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was nice today. You get 45 degrees high, but you all knew that. It was a little kind of rainy and dreary, but still nice. I'll take it over take it over snow. Tomorrow, ditch the clouds because it's going to keep being 45 and sunny. Woo! Nice and bright. Yes. Perfect for our Get Launched concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do have that it's coming true. up. I forgot about that. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Sunday is going to keep up with the trend of being nice and uh Semi-warmish, it'll be 41 degrees, partially cloudy, with a low of 22. Monday, it's going to be 42 degrees as well. 
the low of 25. And Tuesday, well, you just got to tune in on the review to find out what the weather's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I'd like to thank all of our wonderful reporters, Katie Yonder, Ren Wadsworth. Our music director, Monty Daniel, for her lovely analysis, mm. as well as the band Night Champ, who was right. able to interview us. And if you missed that interview, you can check it out on kcsufm.com. And you can find out how to listen to them, if you like. Yeah. And I want to thank you, Emily. Aw, thanks, JD. I want to thank you. Oh, my heart. My heart. Well, <laughs> keep that dialogue because we're going to take a long break before we're back on Tuesday. But don't go anywhere, because we've got some sweet, sweet music coming up your way. Melody's Echo Chamber, Breathe In, Breathe Out, only here on 90.5.